Welcome to the Getting Past the Premium Podcast, where we focus on breaking down risk management problems bit by bit until we find a solution. Enjoy today's episode and be sure to follow us for weekly content. All right, welcome back to Getting Past the Premium, everybody in person today. Ryan, it's a big it's deal. Good to have you it was back. a surprise for me. Yeah, it was right before, right? Yeah. Um, but no, we want to do these a little bit more often, uh, right? Where it's just kind of you and I talking about all things sales, sales process, how we can get better at our sales game, right? Mm-hmm. And so expect more of these where we're just in person, kind of going through our sales process, going through what we've developed and learned over the years, and. Really just trying to help everybody get better at their sales game. So please like, subscribe, share. <laughs> it hurts Elliot's ego when we put effort oh, into this and we're just not mine, getting much huh? traction. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But everything he said, do. Um, and so we wanted to today start by let's outline, you know, our sales process, what we've developed over the last few years, which is always in development, by the way. Um, you know, you always want to be continually improving what you're doing, learning from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, certainly have out, have learned from what we're trying to put together, who we're targeting, how we're targeting them, how we're winning the deal. Um, so I thought it'd be good to start there and walk everybody through how we would work through a pro- work a prospect through our sales process, mm-hmm. um, and then we can continue getting more detailed on that over the course of time. So let's start there. You know, what at a high level, what well, define kind of how you think about our sales process. When start at, you know, we've got a suspect that said, hey, we maybe cold called them, we got an introduction, whatever. They said, I want to learn more about what you guys do. What happens after that? Mm-hmm. How do you look at it? Well, I, I think it's important to have a process for a few different reasons. One of them is, you know, um, value is just hard to articulate in our industry, I feel like. And... Um, there needs to be a way to help understand the challenges and the goals and the different things that uh, the suspect or the organization is facing so that we can understand like what resources we surround them with and how we ultimately can provide them value. Like the process is there to understand that. Yeah. So uh, it's very important, in my opinion, that you have a specific process that you follow that then you can iterate on over time. Yeah. Right. So, how do you get better on it if you're just doing different things every time? Correct. Yep. Uh, I use a bunch of cooking analogies, right? So, I made really crappy enchiladas <laughs> last night, right? But I know, yeah, if you best. But um, <laughs> I know what I did, right? So, now I can go back and tweak two things that I think I could have done better and then give it another shot. And so, you know, it's important that you have a consistent process that you walk people through so you can actually get good at it. But, well, and, and I'll say that too. I mean, you think about any high-level profession, right? Like a pilot, yeah. a pilot that's been, you know, flying a plane for thirty years gets in the plane and has a checklist that has their entire process on it. Mm-hmm. Check this, make sure that's full. Do this, and they have all of those things listed that they go through every time they get in the plane. And that's because that's their process. It makes sure that they're doing everything right. Yeah. I also think there's an expectation from the consumer standpoint that you have a process. So if you if you just walked into the doctor's office and said, hey, I'm here, <laughs> you know, like at some point the patient's going to be like, okay, well, what's next? What do you want me to do next? What and, are we doing and here? What not. And so you think about all the other experiences that you walk through in life when you go, 
uh, engage in building a house or you know other processes like when there is a process you feel like you're supposed to be there it's natural they're bringing you through different conversations for a reason and whatnot and uh, there's kind of an expectation from the consumer that you have a process and you're the expert and you're going to get them where they need to go yeah. if you will it feels much more concrete and tangible when they can sense that you've thought this out and you know what the next step you you can give them the next step without just saying oh, okay i'm going to take this back and i'll be in touch on what we're going to do next yeah no i mean they're hiring you to be their risk manager of the organization and you better have your stuff together yeah yeah totally agree so what is that then how do you look at designing that process what goes into designing that sales process Ah, oh, that, that's a good question. I mean, I can tell you how we did ours, yeah. right? So, you know, we, we wanted to hone in on where we know we can add value and then develop the process to be able to support those conversations. Right, so we took a hard look at like, where do we wanna be providing value to our target market clients? Mm -hmm. And for us, it's much more around this holistic advisory approach, not you know specific products or transactions, if you will. It's more around like, how do we provide holistic advice on an ongoing basis? And for them to understand for a, a, a suspect or a prospect to understand that they need a holistic risk advisor, like we had to develop a process to bring them through to get them to understand that there's value in having somebody like that on their team. Yeah. So it was just kind of identifying like where, where are we going to add value as an organization and then how do we set up the process in order to do that? Yeah. And we're starting this conversation to be clear, assuming that everybody has identified their target client. Yeah. That would definitely be step one if you're, if you're building out a, a new book or a new company or a new strategy is figure out who you want to target first and get very specific with that. Um, we've probably had to work backwards into that because we were an established firm that we were trying to switch to this model. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we've understood how difficult that can be sometimes. But if you don't know who you're targeting and you can't articulate who they are, what their problems are, what they're looking for, you're, it's going to be hard to design the process around that. So let's talk about what does then, you know, what, what goes into our process to understand, uncover deepen the relationship with that prospect so that ultimately we feel comfortable asking for the business. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, again, I'll kind of talk about, I guess, our experience. So one of the things that we've identified we have to do right out of the gate is start to change the way that the clients think about who we are and what we do. It's probably one of the hardest and most important things. For sure, <laughs> yeah. right? Because... Um, if anybody even sniffs that you sell insurance, right, that you're going to get put in a certain box <laughs> yeah. in the conversation. And so... Sometimes an ugly one. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> I mean, not all the time, but certainly. And even if it's not ugly, right, like we're providing holistic risk management services versus, you know, helping somebody 
how to understand, you know, how to lower their mod is just is just different. Yeah. Right. And we found that we have success by starting higher level around how they should be thinking about risk inside their business before we start thinking about tactical strategies or solutions in particular areas. Yeah. Does that make sense? So in the first meeting, our goal is to really start to figure out how we change the way that they think about risk management. We do that through, you know, kind of asking questions around their historical experience and what what it's been like and whatnot, so that we can take that information and uh, kind of relay it back to them and relate it to the experiences that they've had in the past about how we're different and mm-hmm. things that we do different. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't want anybody to think that because we use holistic risk management uh, as our value prop, the same process applies. You want to figure out how you differentiate yourself from other people in the industry, from your competition, and then educate the client on those differences, right? Like what makes you better? What's your value prop? Uh, Identifying why are they going to hire you and then helping the client understand that so that you never want to assume that the client understands how you're different. Yeah. Right. You want to show them through your process that you are going to do things different and that you that you are setting yourself apart from competition that you're being lumped into whether you like it or not. Yeah. And uh, something that's important here as well is to understand that like we're not feature launching or pitching necessarily at all anything here. What we're doing is just trying to change the way that they think about us. So we're not getting the cart in front of the horse, and we're not yeah. talking about yep. you know features and benefits and different things that we can do to provide them value and da 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 da. None of that's happening at this point in the process. It's all centered around just trying to provide them a little bit of perspective on how this conversation is completely different, so that their mindset is in the right place then to execute the steps and the rest of the process. Yeah. So dive into that a little further. What does that first meeting look like then to go do that? Yeah. So after that's done, so we have that initial intro meeting that's... We'll break that down though. Like how are you going in? If you're not feature launching, how are you starting to change the way that client thinks about you and that perception? Yeah. Well, uh, it's simply by executing the more tactical sales process by asking them questions about what they've experienced in the past and what they're currently experiencing. Yep. Right. And so, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything difficult, but just like walk me through what, you know, how you're currently consuming risk management services, you know, and they're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And ask them a couple questions around that so that they can start to understand right away that like, OK, well, this conversation's a little bit different right off the bat. You're not asking me, you know, when my renewal date is and what my mod is and what not, what yeah. carriers I'm with, et cetera. Asking good, open-ended, conversational-based questions about how they're currently doing things. Yeah. And, you know, so they're going to give you typically the same stuff over and over again. So it's going to yeah. be like, well, you know. I my meet broker with, handles that. Yeah, my broker handles that. You know, we meet, you know, once or twice a year, and they come out you know, 90 days before renewal and we start having a conversation around what the market looks like and what they're thinking about for my program that's coming up in the next year and da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's pretty typical stuff. Yeah, Yeah, there's a handful of responses you get to those good questions. But again, you want to know where the client's head's at before you're going to try to educate them on how things should be done, 
right? And that's where, again, those good educate or good open-ended uh, questions are very valuable. Like, what is the process you use to manage risk in your company? Uh, walk me through the renewal process for your insurance policies to make sure they're covering uh, your business for future risk. Uh, you know, those types of things where you're going to get the client to say, like, man, nobody's really asked me that before. Like, they're going to tie that to, like, why is my current broker not asking me these types of questions, right? Yeah. You want to put those types of questions in their brain so that they are questioning their current relationships, what they're getting for that. Again, you're not going to pitch yet what you're going to do for them. You're just trying to uncover where are they at today so that I can then educate them on where they need to be, ultimately asking for the business down the road. Yeah, a long ways down the road, right? So we're in the very beginning of this intro yeah. conversation, and all we're doing is just trying to just, just perk their ears by mentioning that we do things a little bit different, essentially. And right after that, we hit them with an exercise that we walk through where we have the different what we call impact areas. It's areas that we advise a business in. There's 10 of them that we've created. And we take them through an exercise and have them start to think about these different impact areas and how they would rank them from highest concerns in those areas to lowest concern in those areas. And that then, they're in the right frame of mind to go through that exercise because, again, it's we're not deep into PNC, we're not deep into benefits, we're not deep into exit planning, et cetera, right? So we're very high level at yep. 200,000 feet, and we're saying, hey, you know, your insurance program, that's one of the impact areas, right? What, where does that rank? So we take them through that exercise and we watch them kind of rank uh the different impact areas and then we just start asking more good open-ended questions around you know why did you rank them the way that you did and again yep. like the mindset's different as they walk through that exercise they you you start to get the way that start to understand the way that they think about the different impact areas and how they view their program how successful they think it is maybe they rank it at the top and they think it's the best but they rank benefits clear at the bottom, yeah. right? But it's like, well, the same guy's handling them potentially, <laughs> right? So why? It, there's a million different combinations on how, that might not be accurate, somebody that's really good at math gonna <laughs> check me. But um, there's a lot of different ways that you can have a conversation around you know, what's going on at a very high level in the organization. And that usually takes us through the bulk of the intro meeting uh, it, it doesn't have to be long, but again, the vast majority of it's just hitting them quick with a little bit of a mind shift and then taking them through a quick exercise to gauge how they view about risk. At the end of that meeting, then we're asking them, okay, hey, we'd like to come in and you know bring myself and somebody else from our team potentially and meet with uh, other key people inside your organization that might you know, be in charge of some of these other impact areas or might have a, a, a finger in yeah. managing those. And we wanna run through the same exercise with them. Are you open to do that? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With MBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, a.k.a. agency. 
Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you hit the card exercise, I guess what we call that, but not that everybody listening has to develop this same type of a model, but I would say coming up with this exercise that we engage the client in, you could give your two cents here, but I think it's probably one of the most impactful conversations that we have with a client throughout the entire life of that client. Yeah, It's the best way to shift the client away from that old, what they're used to in the insurance and risk management industry of just come and get my policies, give me some quotes, I'm going to shop for cheapest price, all of that, to how do I best manage risk and insurance is a part of that. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're putting multiple areas in front of them and saying, there's a ton of risk in your business. How do you view it? Mm-hmm. How do you manage it? Exactly. Why are you ranking things? Why are you concerned about that now? And then you're getting to the point where we're bringing in other people but it's absolute gold when you've got multiple people, leaders of the company, that do their own rankings yep. and rank them differently, yep. which is expected to a degree. Different yeah. leaders have different roles. But if you're, a, if you're a CEO and your top concern is benefits and your HR person and your CFO are on two different, completely different pages with that, it's like, well, hang on. What's yeah. going on here? We're all focused in different areas. We need to align. Or if your CEO is like, I don't think benefits is a big deal because Sally's got it handled. And Sally's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in benefits compliance. Like, yeah. that's a problem, right? The CEO needs to know that to get Sally the resources that Sally needs. So just, again, some random examples of things that can come out of that meeting that then we can obviously use to shift that narrative and shift that conversation. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I use a lot of doctor metaphors and whatnot as we as we walk through this and you know you can't if if you're a business owner and you've got issues from a risk management perspective like you can't walk into insurance agent shop and have them draw your blood and tell you what's wrong with you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we've got to be able to extract that information from them in a way that's systematic and process driven so that we can start to understand like you know, if you if you tell me that your tummy hurts, most likely it's not your tummy, right? It's probably something else that's causing that. Yeah. Or real life example, my foot was tingling the other night, right? And uh, was ridiculously hot and I had no idea what was going on. So I uh, <laughs> so I Googled it at like 1130 well, at night. Smart thing to do. I, You're I, probably going to die. I all of a sudden had diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> So I set my phone back down. I went to the chiropractor the next day, and he's like, no, you got a pinched nerve in your back. And I'm like, oh, well, duh. He's like, that's ah, common symptom. No problem. It'll be taken care of in a couple of days, right? So that's what happens all the time, right? If somebody's mod's high, what else is going on inside the organization that is contributing to that? Well, it could be all sorts of stuff, Yeah. right? It could literally be a hundred different things. Joe could just be pissed off because you delivered a terrible news from a healthcare perspective and how his premiums are going up like crazy and you're passing on a higher deductible and everything else and he goes out and he's not focused on what he's supposed to be doing and you have a claim and here we go, right? Like all of these things are intertwined at a very deep level. So our process and essentially what the whole thing is designed to do is start to get to the root cause of what's going on inside their organization from a holistic perspective and then 
start attacking some of these things in a more tactical approach like you would expect from more of a traditional provider, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And what, you know, if everybody's thinking, if you, if you do just PNC insurance or whatnot, the thing I would tell you with that is like, try to think through how you could design some sort of a conversation or an exercise that shifts that perspective of the client. That's essentially what we've done with that card exercise, which fits our model. Um, but there's many different things that you can come up with that help put that client in a different headspace when you enter. Again, you want them realizing that you're going to operate differently than they've been used to in the past uh, and that there's a reason why they should continue down this path with you. Because again, they're not going to get the same thing that they have gotten in the past, they've expected. Or that you might be, if you're in a competitive situation, that they're going to expect from other people or hear from other people. You want to set yourself up differently. Yeah. Well, different value, better value, all that. I get asked all the time from different people, like, why? I'm not, I'm not going to have a conversation with a business owner about something that I cannot provide them a solution yeah. for. And I just Love that one. call bullshit, right? 100%. Like, if, you, if you're just a PNC producer, like, there is no downside from walk for walking into a business and and saying, "Hey, I, I want to learn more about how you guys are managing risk holistically." Even though, like at the end of the day, I'm only going to help you with your PNC insurance, right? Like, uh, if you lay those expectations out and it helps educate you on how to help that client better in that area, like there's nothing that's gonna come. Yeah, it's negatively from that standpoint. So I totally agree. I mean, an example of that is where 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 that can come into play is. Let, let's say you're going in and you you approach it that way. You start having that conversation with the client. The client realizes that you know they need to really improve in their benefits program, right? Uh, through the whatever conversation you had with them, and you're like, I don't know benefits from or how to do benefits at all. But just by the client saying, wow, I need to improve my benefits program, do you think that they're in a better position today than they were yesterday without that knowledge? Mm -hmm. They're in a better position, right? Yeah. Now, you might be able to say, hey, client, that's not my area of expertise. Here's what we're gonna, I'm going to walk through with you. But as part of our plan down the road, I'm going to introduce you to three benefits folks that I think are top-notch in the For industry. Sure. Then you can make the decision as to who you might want to evaluate your program. You know, that's value right there. A hundred percent. And in fact, I'd argue in some cases, right, that, um, you know, you have a more powerful value prop if, in fact, you don't do everything in-house, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I've sold against it, and <laughs> I've sold with it. And so uh, you can make a case out of both. But being in that objective <laughs> position to say, hey, I'm going to surround you with a team of people, I'm going to play quarterback, and I'm going to identify the areas that you need help in, and then I'm going to go source the people around you know, you to be able to facilitate, whether it be you know, life and disability at the company level or health at, at the company level, et cetera. Like, get the right people in the right seats around you. Like that's a, In different organizations, and the business owner can hear then those other competent folks triangulate all of these conversations. And, you know, once the business owner starts to hear other professionals align and get around the same conversation around what's best for the business owner, you make moves. Yeah. So. Well, and you're the one that brought all those together or started those conversations. It's massive value. It's almost harder if all those people are in-house. <laughs> yeah, to a degree. You know, so... Uh, don't let that scare you away. Well, see, I think you're right. Clients sometimes like 
that there's some objectivity between the two, you know, because there's like we all have that, right? If you're doing everything with one shop, you're kind of like, okay, are you are you like doing this for me over here and then screwing me over there because I can't see everything? But if it's all objective with individual people, it's all very clear, transparent to a degree. Clients sometimes like that model better. Yeah, not all, but you know, you can again, as you mentioned, you can. Uh, there's pros and cons to both, yeah. right? And you can sell using both. I just, what I think we, we believe in is just by having the model to go in and help the client identify areas where they have risk, have uh, blind spots, and just doing that brings a ton of value to that client, yeah. just through the conversations you're able to have. And then you start to layer on maybe those other connections you might have or a client strategic plan or whatever around all these areas and the PNC becomes almost just an afterthought yeah at that point or whatever you actually do for the client yeah it certainly can I mean we're getting quite a bit into philosophy here (laughs) you know in terms of how how we look at it and whatnot but I think it's true regardless of philosophy in that first meeting to be able to hit them with a conversation that is truly in their best interest and something that they're most likely not thinking about. I don't. I don't know what the percentage is, um, and I'll die on this hill, even though I don't have any data to back it up. <laughs> right? That the it's vast move, the vast majority of a risk that exists across an organization or a business, right, top to bottom. So I'm talking about all the risk. You get into operational risk, and um, you know all of it. Okay, hits. A large percentage of that, 80-90%, hits the business owner square in the face, right? Like, as an insurance provider, we're only helping a business owner manage a small fraction of the risk that exists in the organization. Now, some of those might have large impacts if Mm -hmm. they were to happen and whatnot, but day-to-day operating a business, there is a lot that comes down the pipe. Mm Mm-hmm. And insurance may not be top of mind. No. And, and in fact, like, if you're handling the insurance or if the business owner is buying insurance to mitigate risk inside their organization, they don't have risk there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like you're deep. Set up pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So we need to be having conversations around everything else. And so, like, that, that conversation is very unique and has been resonating with business owners in a very big way. But changing the way that they think about that in a very quick fashion in that intro meeting and then hitting them with an exercise where they can, you know, kind of wrestle with these 10 different impact areas. Talking about risk holistically inside a business without that is very difficult to do. It goes into a million different places. It gets very complex. So we isolate it to those 10. They arrange them. We say, hey, you know what, like there's other people inside your organization that these have an impact on. Can we all get together in a room and walk through the same exercise? Do you think that'd be valuable? And eight times out of 10, they're like, yeah, it's a great idea. And we go to the next step, which I'm sure we'll talk about next time. Yeah, absolutely. Before we we wrap though, talk through that specific part of it. There's, I think that there's differing camps on, you know, we get to the end of that first meeting What's your perspective on do we lay out the entire process they're going to go through with us to get to the end and what we're going to do at the end, asking for the business, all of that? Or do we just push them to get to the next step? 
and then after that next step, we're going to get to the next step. You know what I mean? What's your thoughts there and the difference? So I had a full-blown conversation about this yesterday with one of our advisors, and today, I don't know what day it is, but today (laughs) as we're filming this, I'm in the camp of just get to the next meeting. Yeah. And so much of that is because we battle the, you know, way that our industry has historically operated, which is walking in and damn near asking them for the business before you have a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're expecting you at the end of this to be like, okay, so we're going to BOR Europeans yeah. and dot, 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 dot. And their guards up. We're not getting what we really need to from that standpoint and whatnot. So we don't uh, ask them for any of that stuff. All we do is say, hey, would you mind if there are other people inside the organization that you think would have an interest in going through this exercise, can we get together in a room with them and have them walk through the same thing you just walked through? And do you think that that would be valuable? And that's all we ask for. Yeah. And then we go do that, right? And once we go do that, and sometimes we even get, you know, well, what's your end game? And are you just coming in here to take over my insurance and whatnot? And the honest answer throughout all of it is we don't know yet. We don't know yet because we haven't gone through our entire process to deeply understand what you're actually wrestling with from a risk management standpoint. Because, again, you got to imagine, at least with most competent shops today, 99% of their insurance is going to be buttoned up. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like we're not going to find a ton that we can go in and do a policy audit and find some magical bullet there. It's going to be in all these other things that they're not getting advice on. So, you know, we say we don't know yet. We need to go through this process, but the process is finite, right? It's not like it takes eight years. It's a finite (laughs) process, and at the end of that, we will be at at a point where we're going to come back to you and say, okay. Here's what we found through our process to be your problems. Here's how we're going to solve them and what we recommend you do. And what do you want to do for next steps? And at that point, then we'll ask them to make a decision on whether they want to engage with us or not. Yep. Until then, we're asking for the next step, next step, next step. Absolutely. There's also a higher level philosophical thing here, too. Um, I battle this quite a bit. The vast majority of the businesses that you actually want as clients are the ones that are all buttoned up and that are going to tell you no every single step of the way because they have a great relationship, they've got a ton of resources, they're really good people that are surrounded by really good people, da-da-da-da-da. You're not going to go in and walk through an insurance risk assessment or a PNC risk assessment and walk out with their business on the other, on the other end of that if they don't have any problems. Yeah. So... Right? Like, that's probably not going to happen. Well, and uh, I love the client that you call up and you say, hey, I'd love to get an opportunity to work on your insurance. And they're like, heck yeah, come on in. Like, trust me, the next person that calls after you in that business, they're going to do the same thing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the client that's just standing there by their phone and waiting for you to call, and they've got 18 problems for you to solve, like, they're probably still going to have 18 problems (laughs) next year after you try to help them, right? So my point to all that is, is those business owners, what they do respect is providing value for the time spent going through the process. So if they understand that and you're saying, okay, like here's the next step, 
here's what we're going to do. This is going to be valuable conversation regardless of whether you move forward with us or not. Here's why you should do it. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Perfect, let's do that. And then through that, we're able to uncover more problems, have deeper conversations, et cetera. And then at the end of that, we're saying, okay, hey, listen, let's just take this next step. Are you comfortable with that? Yep, I'm comfortable with that. But are you going to ask me for my business? Yeah. Nope, not yet. Okay, great. I'm comfortable doing this then, right? And step by step. That's the camp that I'm in today. <laughs> Could change tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. Um, awesome. Well, we, we do want to continue down that sales process route because I think that uh, we've gotten feedback from, from folks that, that they like when we get more tactical about what's working, what's not. So we'll continue these more one-on-one in-person episodes. So stay tuned for more. By the way, real quick, I'll just selfishly plug launch, right? If you're listening to these conversations and you're like impact areas and assessments and all this like process driven. Seems big. It seems big. Go to getlaunch.io and check it out. You can have access to the impact areas, to assessments, to the process, et cetera, as we walk through this. So... We're not just talking about stuff that like you wish you could have. You literally kind of have yeah. it. So hit us up. That's a good point. Yep. Awesome. Well, we will see everybody on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to Getting Past the Premium. We are excited to continue breaking down barriers and finding solutions together. If you would like to reach out regarding anything you heard in today's episode, find links and contact info in the description. Until next time. Have a great day. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.